Hello, 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 and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Yes, uh, this is our seventieth podcast. Can you believe it? I know. Well, I can't quite believe it. <laughs> uh, I am Alex, and uh, that annoying person talking uh, elsewhere is Stuart. Hello, hello, Stuart. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Good. A bit tired. I also have uh, Quiet Man Martin. Hello. <laughs> That was Come brilliant. on, where's Quiet the energy? Man, where's, where's Quiet Man Martin come oh, from? I didn't even see you, uh, see you here. I can't even speak. Hear you say hello to our readers this morning. I was too busy contemplating my lunch. Yes. Oh, good. And finally, Tom, you have returned from, uh, well, not sunnier climbs, but colder climbs, I believe. Yeehaw! Yeah, I was in America. <laughs> Italy. <Right>. Yeah, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you in the States? Or where were you in the States? I was in New York City. New York! New York! <laughs> Dead city, so good they named it after giant fruit. So what? A big apple? Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was really cold. I was, yeah. thinking, I was thinking York fruit. Well, I was thinking James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the sequel to the, the King's Peach. Oh no! Okay, God, it's gone off to a bad start. Yeah, I was in New York. Uh, went on a press trip with the AskMen.com crew. Um, press to, trip, more of a jolly. It was yeah. a bit of a jolly. Yeah, I went to. Uh, it was for the Wall Street Two DVD. So there's your plug. Uh, Fox. Um, <laughs> so they sent us over there. Went to the tour of Wall Street, various establishments over there. Yeah, and it was freezing. Did freezing, you go to Ground Zero? Cold. Went to Ground Zero. Yeah. yeah, and you know it's been two years since I've been to New York, and the Freedom Tower is massive now. It's huge. So last time I was there it was nothing, but it's massive now. So mm. good work, guys. Keep up the good work mm. on Ground Zero. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Staring speech yeah. there from Tom Butler. <laughs> But it did snow while I was there, which was very yeah. nice. I've never been to New York when it's been snow on the ground. So that was very festive and yeah, it was cold. Yeah. yeah, it was nice, but but very cold. When yeah, that the wind blows in off the Hudson, oh, whips through the streets of Manhattan. Yeah, it was very cold. But I did go to um, Ellis Island Museum, which oh, totally recommended. What is on Ellis Island? I would museum? say I would say quite easily that's the best museum yeah. I've ever yeah. been to. Really, better than the Horniman. I've never been there. <laughs> so what's the, the Horniman? Man the Horniman Museum, <laughs> oh. Forest Hills. What? Forest Hills key attraction. Apart from that pub that's uh, well, used to be cinema. You've just got a lot of blank faces now. It's like, what are you talking about? It's Forest got Hills a big blown up walrus in it. That's his. The Hornman's incredible. It's like a. Um, have you been to the Hornman? No. <laughs> this is why I'm looking at you blankly. You've got approximately ten seconds to rescue this. And make yeah, it's there's, there's a walrus in there that Eight, um, someone killed seven, in the 19th century, six, and then they got a taxidermist five, to um, try four, and do his work on three, it. But because they didn't know what a walrus two. looked like, he just. Anyway, on this week's podcast, <laughs> we're <laughs> talking. <laughs> so it's a stuffed walrus. But that's the key attraction. There's other stuff aside, like dissected cats and stuff. Okay, but yeah, but Ellis, Ellis Island is very good uh, if you're interested it's, in history. It's eerie, though, isn't it? Did you, you find it eerie? Like, did you see the bit where they had like all the old graffiti? Which which they yeah. left. I mean, if anyone doesn't know, Ellis Island is the island that they put all the immigrants through. Mm. Uh, they processed them in the early 20th century. I yeah. think from like 1903 to. 1924 or whenever. Well, I thought it went on to the stopped. 50s, didn't it? No, no, no. It closed in the 50s, right. but it's it, they processed like 12 million Im immigrants mm. into the US. And it's just really interesting seeing it all and you actually being in the building. Mm. And it was left for like 30 years to go derelict. So it, they went back in the 80s and then they restored it. So they've got loads of pictures from when it had been derelict in the 80s as mm. well. And just an amazing museum. Yeah. So there you go. New York, done. So there you go, done. Uh, uh, also on this week's podcast, we'll be talking about uh, the PSP2, or as it is now known, the NGP. But first, let's have a look at the week in news. And Martin, uh, PlayStation is getting medieval on somebody's ass. It is, and I just realised I should actually read up the story uh, before I start talking about it. Uh, this is from the we had we spoke about this. 
you know, it, one of the, it's a, once we start doing these podcasts regularly, we might all understand what it is we're supposed to do. <laughs> and, do you know, and the running order yeah. that outlines quite clearly what it is you've got to talk about. This is following on from a story we spoke about, was I think it was last week, a couple of weeks ago, about the um, PS3 hacks. Um, and at the time, Sony had tried to get a restraining order on George Hotz, King of the Hackers. He's elite hacksaw. Yeah. Mm. I didn't um, know his name is actually Hot. I thought that was like a hacker name. Like Kilo name or something, yeah. But that's his actually name, is it George that's Hot? That's his real name, George Hot. Do you think that's why he became a hacker? Because it looks good in elite speed. He <laughs> <laughs> could be in a boy band as well. Maybe that's what he's going to do next. Do you want some news or do you want to carry on with your, with your, with your little jokes? Do you? Actually, do? I'd, like to, I'd like to hear more about the Horny Man Museum. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Geo Hot has, has what? He's had his PlayStation oh, he got 3 stolen. Uh, yeah, he's had his. Um, so basically, they have filed for a restraining order, which has, has been granted. So he's been prevented from distributing, providing, or otherwise trafficking any PS3 circum- security circumvention technology. Right. Isn't so, that a bit uh, late, though? Because isn't it already out on the net? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. difficult to. Once that thing started, it's yeah. it's gone. Uh, there was a firmware update yesterday, 3.56. Oh, um, really? Which within about half an hour of it. Six hours updating my PS3. Yeah, within about half an hour of it going live, it's, it's got hacked. So. Really? Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So this cannot be stopped. Not now. But surely, like... Genie's out of the bottle. Uh, so what have they actually done? They've just prevented him from doing stuff. I thought they took his PCs and shit like that as well. Uh, they took his shit? <laughs> he must remove any links from his website that directs others to the hacking software. Right. Um, and return over any computers, hard drive, CDs, and other devices um, which contain the software. <laughs> Which is going to be... That's excellent, is it? Yeah. Are they going to go around the world and like take hundreds of thousands of servers away from everywhere yeah. where there's copies of it? I think they're going to... Get nuke- fucking real. They're it's, going to nuke the it's internet. It's game over. It's anyway, to be sure. Idiots. Someone was saying about um, cracked... Uh, sorry, um, like, yeah, these um, cracked PS3s and being able to play, like, emulators and stuff on them so you could, in theory, just play... Stats oh, games on, yeah. yeah that's that's games, one yeah. of the better uses of... And also, you can say so you can, it, it will show if you say it's on your PS3 friends list. You can see someone playing like Super it's Mario. Got, it's got interesting oh, really? repercussions yeah. for other games though, because uh, because of the because it's so easy to hack. It just means online games is just like a no go zone. Well, uh, funnily enough, uh, my uh, I was it back home. Uh, sorry, I went to my girlfriend's home, yeah. and her brother is like massively into playing um, modern uh, Call of Duty online. Yeah. And he was so good at Modern Warfare 2. He was like ridiculous levels high. And he went on one day and some guy just wiped him back to zero for killing him. So he went back to zero from oh, hours and hours and hours really? and hours yeah, and hours. Yeah, that's the problem because it's, yeah. it's, um, it's just, it turns into like a vigilante so, place now. It's just, it's horrible. Modern Warfare 2 PS3. apparently is just, you just can't play it online yeah, anymore. It's on like, PS3. Uh, there's just no support for oh, it ridiculous. as well from Infinity Ward. That's terrible. So he's had to go to play Black Ops online now. And again, that, well, I was watching him play it and mm-hmm. there was some weird stuff going on. Like it was, it was, it was looking pretty So funny. are these the servers getting hacked? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it relates to another story from earlier on this week where um, UK Gamers Voice reporting Activision to the um, Office of Fair Trading mm. for Black Ops, not mm. for being providing the service it can. But sure. it's kind of, it's it's really hard on the PS3 right now to, to provide a stable service because it's hacked and is so open to that kind of corruption that it's just bloody difficult keeping on top of it. That's terrible. But the, okay, I was going to say the 360's been hacked. But that hack immediately knocks you offline, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And there's the problem here that if you hack a PS3, Sony can't kick you offline at the moment. They can't ban you. Yeah, they just don't have they don't have a level of security on uh, on their online stuff as well um, to be able to have the stable service Xbox Live has. 
Mm. which is rubbish. They're good, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen when the, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, the yeah. GP stuff as well, that's security. Uh, sticking with Sony news, uh, one of their big franchises uh, is about to get a movie as well. Isn't that right, Stuart Reid? Mm, yes, Heavy Rain, uh, which was a, a game that we all uh, quite lauded last year. You should do the voiceover for the trailer, just like that. Just like that. Yeah. I should, shouldn't I? I'm not going to. Uh, but uh, yeah, it looks like it's full steam ahead for heavy rain, which is uh, probably what you get if you get hot rain, isn't it, steam? Yes. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, it's, uh, they, they've got uh, some guy writing a script now who uh, used to be the executive producer on Deadwood, a guy called David Milch. Are you familiar with him, Tom? Nope. No, I've never heard of him either. And apparently a couple of guys that used to run New Line, which, uh, which were responsible for some terrific movies kind of in the back end of the 90s, uh, guys called Robert Shea and Michael Lynn, they're going to produce uh, by their, their uh, little company called Unique Features, but it's going to be a big Warner Brothers movie. So this is all very, very exciting. It's been fast-tracked as well, which mm. is... Um, but yeah it's going to be shit why because it just will be as a given well that's ridiculous you can't just make a statement like that and not you know uh, have a reason for I mean why should it be shit because it's a really good cinematic game anyway as a game in game standards and uh, in game standards I hate to say are pretty low when it comes to narrative stuff like that it wouldn't translate as a film it's actually a pretty tawdry um, storyline It's yeah it's going to be a sort of a uh, a B movie yeah. being sold on the fact that it's a video game tie-in, and it's just it's but it's like a crappy noir. I just I, if you want to make something like that, there's a lot of people out there making decent movies like that without having it to be a video game adaptation. I reckon. Hmm. But you, you never know. They they don't automatically think it's going to be shit. They might do a decent job of it. They could do. They could do. Um, we'll see. You know, if there's a long scene with just but has there ever Jason? Jason. Jason. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Lots of balloons. I can't imagine that's going to be... Uh, maybe they'll do a video game tie-in. <laughs> maybe. That would be confusing. <laughs> that would be confusing. No word on the director or anything yet, though, so... don't know. No, nothing. Let's hope it's McGee. Yeah. <laughs> or Michael Bay. Yeah, Michael Bay would do a good job on that, wouldn't he? Yeah. I don't know what kind of involvement David Cage and uh, Quantic Dream are having on it as well, the developers of the game. Surely he's quite protective over it. I would have thought so, because mm. it's his little bubba. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of, he's like one of those guys who's I guess is always wanting to make a film, as you can tell by playing any of his games. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe he'd want to. I guess a lot of the time they they sign off a lot of the creative control over to the people who make it, and for someone like David Cage and a, a small company like his, I mean, in terms of money, then maybe to to make the the quick book, he's had to sign everything over. You never know. I mean, no, it, no, you don't. I, know. I can't see that he'll have the kind of he's not the kind of big name to be able to. Uh-huh warrant complete creative control over it so we'll see we'll see yeah so um, uh, this week uh, EA uh, we, we spoke to those guys about Andy Gray now Andy Gray <laughs> is obviously the sexist Scott who was fired by Sky for making uh, disparaging comments I was about to add uh, allegedly but no just pop onto YouTube <laughs> yeah. it's everywhere Jesus Christ so um, yeah obviously he was fired by Sky early in the week um, but EA is refusing to comment uh, to say whether he'll still be in um, was it FIFA 12 yeah. we'll, we'll be up to so whether he'll be, be uh, providing commentary with Martin Tyler obviously he's done it for the last god knows how many years and uh if you look at fifa 11 i think a lot of the kind of commentary that they're using there's probably archived commentary so if they choose someone different that's quite a big big job yeah Mm. so but you know what do you reckon do you reckon he'll stay or do you reckon he'll go he's going to andy grace al jazeera after him him, him and harry hands richard keys are going to be doing uh, al jazeera 
Oh, That's really? Weird. Apparently, he did. Uh, Rich Keys did the Euro 2008 for Al Jazeera. Right. I was reading because I just had to write a profile for him. But um, thing is, over there, yeah. he'll smash it over there. Yeah, I'll definitely. Smash it, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they like sexism over there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They thrive on it. <laughs> so yeah. Women Isn't lines, what, women do, in can we can we take a step back and just discuss what's happened with all this? So, I mean, maybe for the benefit of our international listeners who may not be following the British media quite so closely, and we should maybe just so, what so yeah, let's summarise everything that he did. Uh, Andy oh, Gray is a racist. It's not racist. He's throwing that in there as well. He's yeah. racist as well. Do you know what? I'm going to YouTube that. Just you saying Andy Gray is a racist. <laughs> and, 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 and just and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. So yeah, we've got we've got a, a TV station in in the UK called Sky Sports, and uh, Andy Gray is a commentator on, on on soccer matches. In case you're listening in the US, and Richard Keyes is the kind of the front man. He's of like the, the anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, do you know they've been doing it for twenty years now yeah. wow. since the start of the Premier League? Yeah, since 1991. He's been doing been FIFA there. since uh, FIFA '97. Wow. And have you, what gets me, have you heard the pay they were on? The wages? Well, Andy, Andy Gray was on 1.7 million. 1.7 million a year yeah. for doing football commentary. What and the balls Rich, up? Richard Keyes was on half a million a year. So Richard Keyes was on less? Yeah. But it right. cost him that just to have his hands waxed every week. <laughs> <laughs> he has got the hair as a hairy man. Apparently he did have his hands waxed when, when they switched to HD. Yeah. HD, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah. <laughs> the whole Andy Gray thing, and this is all obviously allegedly just hearsay. No it's thing. a grey area, Martin. It's, gray, it's very much grey <laughs> area. But I don't think it's a secret that he was a bit of an arse. And I think any excuse to get him out was. Uh, yeah. I think they've had their time. Twenty years, they're, yeah. they're dinosaurs. I think Big Mac Saint Greavesy. Big Mac Saint Greavesy. Yeah. Some, some of the YouTube videos are just hilarious. Though. Yeah, like, oh but God. somebody's been after them. I mean, you know, why is this? All this stuff suddenly started leaking. Yeah, now? they've yeah, pissed yeah. someone off, haven't they? Yeah, they've, they've really annoyed somebody. But it's not the first time because a couple of years ago, Richard Keys got leaked on air uh, when he was doing a link to a Faroe Islands game. It was Faroe Islands versus Scotland. It was the end of his shift, and it goes over to the Faroe Islands, and it, it shows. The, the pitch is obviously a very small pitch and he goes silly little pitch no no what is it fucking silly no, silly little pitch stupid game fuck off <laughs> that's how he signs off oh my god legend so, uh, that's brilliant yeah. can I we like, get a link yeah. to that I want to watch that silly little pitch I thought yeah. that was quite funny um, I'm so quite up for sexist commentary though in the next in FIFA 12 I'll, I'll be, <laughs> that's I'll be that's a yeah, yeah exactly I wonder yeah, if I put a female lines with me yeah exactly that'd be brilliant they wouldn't it yeah, that'd be hilarious do. But it's obviously uh, EA is having a bit of a tough time at the moment. Obviously, uh, with Tiger Woods being one of their Ooh. other cover stars, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Wayne Rooney, <laughs> so yeah. good God. choices. Um, and the Curse of Madden as well. And the, the Curse, of Madden. Curse of Madden. But apparently, uh, it ha- has come out this week that Stan Collymore is going to be the cover star of the Madden FIFA game. So good, good work, EA. So. Poor EA. You've got to feel sorry for them as they count their <laughs> tens of millions, haven't you? I know. Uh, lastly, uh, for the news this week, Tom, you've got news of Sci-Fi London. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not massive news. I think we posted it on the site and no one read it. So <laughs> but I was quite interested. It's Sci-Fi London is a film, a science fiction and fantastic film festival, which runs every uh, April to May. I-, I went last year and saw Monsters there, which is really good. So they normally have some quite cool stuff. Highlights this year include uh, a 20th anniversary of Manga UK. So they're showing Akira in HD and a new anime feature. Eden of the East um, there's another 48 hour film challenge which they give you a uh, sort of a setup and then you have to go you've got 48 hours to shoot 
and oh, then edit and right. produce a short film in 48 hours and interestingly Gareth Edwards entered that in 2001 oh. and then has gone on since to make Monsters and wow. now he's signed on to do Godzilla so that's pretty good so, and him and Edgar Wright are on the jury this year so mm. that's quite exciting that's amazing and the winning prize is a feature development deal with Vertigo Films so if there's any budding filmmakers out there that's really interesting that's from the 2nd to the 4th of April but the thing that really caught my eye was the royal wedding all-nighter. So on the no- day of the royal wedding, yeah. you can go to um, the the location hasn't been... Is it uh, not the Prince not, Charles Theatre? It's probably not. I don't know. <laughs> but it says be. it's midnight till 9am. They're showing The Bride of Frankenstein, The Bride of Dracula, and I Married a Witch back to back. And it's cheaper than a hotel. And it's only a stone's throw from the mall. So if you fancy an alternative <laughs> take on the royal wedding in April, maybe That's you should go awesome do that. Yeah. Well, in fact, it's five black and white classics, including those right, three. Right, so there's right, a couple right. more maybe to go as well. So mm. if there's any other suggestions for what maybe they should show at the royal wedding all night, let us know. Um, yes, that's Sci-Fi London. If you want any information, www.sci-fi-london.com. There you go. Don't there forget go. the www. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, the woo 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 So, obviously, this week, uh, I was going to say PSP2 was announced, but it's been known about for a very long time. But now it's called the NGP, which stands for... Yeah, Jerry Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> if only. But, uh, well, Sony's next-gen... Uh, it's portable, portable rather yeah. than PlayStation, isn't it? Oh, well, I've got a fi- quick bit of feedback here, and it was from Raza who came in to do our video, the PSP2 reaction yeah. video. Yeah. And he says, uh, What do you guys think of the NGP, and what games would you like to see for it? Thanks for letting me come to the office today. No problem, Raza. So, what do we think? Well, Martin, you were the kind of our man on the ground following all the news. What are your kind of first impressions? <sighs> I felt I, it's it's really 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 impressive technically. Yeah. Um, it's super powerful. It runs games which are like PS3 games. Um, so, congratulations for a technical achievement. However, I can't. I don't think it's going to be that successful because Sony, the PSP, actually, the, the PSP uh, went a similar route. Yeah. Um, and to say the PSP wasn't a success is a bit of a lie because it did shift 60 million units, which yeah, isn't that bad. It's still well. the biggest selling yeah. console in Japan at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. And um, apparently 12 of those are still being used. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't see it competing with uh, the 3DS or the iPhone because it's just not I, I don't I don't want to but you said it's not in the same ballpark it's not in the, going after the same kind of uh, well, yeah that's what I think it's more like anyway. a tablet kind of thing um, how, how big is this thing anyway huge I mean Absolutely. it's bigger piece, than a PSP 3000 size of a piece of A4 smaller bigger what smaller than an iPad um, right yeah yeah, we've so, got dimensions there yeah, yeah. Uh, the oh wait now I've got the screen dimensions here come back to me no yeah, we'll approximately just 182 centimetres long that 1.82 meters. That's not right. 182 <laughs> millimeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Wait. under 20 centimeters. Yeah. It's not that big. That can't be right, can it? It's bigger than that. Pro- uh, What's that, that say there? Uh, 18.6 by. Ooh. That can't be right, then, can it? Wow. This is going his podcast cold. This is as we look, as we all stay a bit of A4 paper and try and yeah. work out what 182 millimeters is with our hands. Well, look, a piece of A4 across is 210 millimeters. So not yeah. that's not that big. What are you on about? I don't think that's right. Yeah. It's still smaller right. than than an Atari Lynx. Right, so it's bigger than that's, the new. That's PSP, my yardstick for everything. PSP, bigger well, it's bigger than the Go, yeah. obviously. But it's but bigger it's, than the original PSP as well. Right, but it's By got a bigger much? screen, isn't it? Yes, it has got a bigger screen. But the other thing is, is that the fact... This has got a five-inch screen. It's a five-inch screen. screen. And what's the resolution of the screen? 
Uh, it's an OLED. Um, yeah, this is quite exciting. Yeah, 960 by 544. Right. So it's not quite HD. Mm. No. What's the, well, uh, not so, what's the well, the thing is, it, it depends what you, what you, what you well, qualify as HD. 720p is right. what I'd kind of... Okay. What, what was it again? 960 by 544. Mm. So it couldn't be, could it? No. But it's relative to the screen size. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, it, technically that's, that's an awesome screen. It works really well. But they didn't announce... All they showed you on it yesterday was PS3 games running on it, effectively. They showed Uncharted working on it, yeah. uh, which Sony Bender doing, uh, who did the um, PSP versions of Resistance, etc. Um, uh, did they say if it's all new Uncharted, or is it... Yeah, it will be new okay, Uncharted. Right, right. Um, it's they Uncharted, had, Uncharted. <laughs> um, they had Kojima came on stage and showed Metal Gear Solid 4 and I couldn't there's not one game less suited to portable gaming than Metal Gear Solid 4 why? because it's got hour and a half long cutscenes in it yeah but but again it's not just going to be MGS4 is it? no it will be it'll be adapted obviously twin, uh, not Twin Snakes um. uh, Portable Ops no uh, Peace Walker <laughs> Peace Walker Sorry. did a really good job of getting the, the Metal Gear formula on, on the portable exactly um, yeah, see, but I, 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 I want to see what their strategy is for smaller bite-sized games. And I haven't said this. I'm allowed to say it now. I think if it, once it's been hacked, it's going to be awesome. I don't yeah. think you are allowed to say that, are you? Well, but, it, but what, again, why do you think that? Because the PSP, the reason the PSP is so successful, the reason you go out in the world, you go on a bus and you see loads of people playing PSP still, but obviously software sales well, are pretty much... Wait, which, which bus I is this? More, I saw <laughs> me, it's a short bus. I see more PSPs in the world than I do DSs. Right. Really? Yeah. And, but you just peek because they're awesome once you've hacked them. I you suppose you just, live in Shoreditch, yeah. ran Shoreditch though, don't you? You can just, yeah, they can just do all manner of things um, once they've been hacked. Like what? Like running emulators. Right. Yeah, I can't be fucked with that kind of stuff. I, I like, to be honest, I'm quite excited by this because there's no kind of gimmick, like yep. 3D gimmick or anything like that. It's just going to offer... touch sensitive backside a bit of a gimmick? Well, but to be honest, that's probably going to be used for navigation. I can't. If people shoehorn that into a game for the sake of it, then yes, you're right, it's a gimmick. And but also, it gives you the option of you've got two trigger buttons on a on a DualShock, haven't you? I suppose it, yeah. it opens that you up, so you've got yeah, shoulder, yeah. and then you've got that as well. So I imagine it might just double up for things like that. But if I mean, it's going to offer me like PS3 standard uh, gaming on the go, then I think that's quite exciting. What we want is it is it for it to be able to to sync up to your P, to your PS3. So you can play the same game yeah, in both places. It's a dream. That's yeah, what they yeah, said about yeah. that cloud kind of gaming where you can do that. But um, so you literally sure. you pause your game at home, and then when you go on, when you start on the train or whatever, you pick up from exactly where you left off. Mm. If it did that, I don't know if it that's can do that. That's a dream, but I don't. It's, it's not going to be that seamless. Amazing. So it's got three G as well. Yeah, three. In some 3G models, Wi-Fi. there's going to be different uh, different SKUs. Um, some will have three G. Uh, okay. Some won't have three G. Uh, a bit like the iPad and, and the, the Kindle. Kindle and the Kindle. Mm. Yeah. And do we think that it's going to be free with 3G like we do with the Kindle? Or do you think we're going to be a... It has to be. They can't. that kind of plan. Because it's, it's obviously not going to be a phone. Um, they can't charge you for a contract for that, surely. You they need do. the iPad, don't they? That's true. Uh, well, again, see, this is the thing that could cripple it, is that if it'll be contract-based, uh, and how much is it going to be? Because obviously in the US, GameStop has put a pre-order price of $1,000. Whoa. Which is what? insane. Fuck me. And obviously, I, I can't believe it'll be $1,000. I just cannot everyone's, believe well, Everyone's that. thinking about $400 is what I think people are just kind of yeah. speculating that. So it works out about 300 quid for us. It, unfortunately, the way that when products come over here, it's yeah. not the exchange rate, so it works. Like $400 like is 400 quid, unfortunately. 
Nobody. Nobody but see is going to pay four hundred. Yeah, that's the, so 3DS, obviously, 230. If it's much more than that, people ain't going to do it. It's um, coming out in Japan at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, and they would like to do a global release, but they said it's unlikely. Right. So it's, it's likely that it won't be... When the PSP1 came out, we had to wait nearly a year for it to come out over here. See, um, but I think it won't be that bad. I think it'd be like March next year. But that's part of the here. problem, I think, is that at the moment, the tech specs look pretty decent. Already, it's not coming out to the end of the year. So you're looking at like 10, 11 months away mm-hmm. uh, for a Japanese launch. If you're looking at much more than that, it's like, you know, it's going to be old guys. tech. Yeah, it's going to be old tech by the time it comes out. Mm. But the fact that it's 3G, it's like, well, you know, future proof and stick 4G in there. At yeah, least. surely. So that's, yeah, my biggest concern. The, the prospect of playing, you know, PS3 quality games on the go, I think is very exciting. Unless, of course, the battery life is only about an hour or whatever. That's really if, it's, interesting. if it's permanently, if you, again, if it's permanently connected to 3G, 3G it's going to yeah. drain, drain the battery. battery life yeah. is, well, I think, I suppose, I think about three to five hours. Yeah. The OLED screen helps, having an OLED screen, because that uses less power than, right? than current screens, yeah. And, and everything, uh, I'm right in saying <clears> that the uh, cartridge is going to be flash-based. Yeah. So at least you don't have any kind of like you know mechanical parts to drive yeah so it's really supposed to be really light people yeah. have uh, picked up so it's, it's really light so is really the UMD drive quite heavy in terms yeah. of the yeah. weight in, in, yeah, the in terms of bulk and everything as well yeah, yeah. So that's got to be a step forward oh, to and so four of us in here what's the excitement level between us for this I, I'd say it's on par with 3DS personally but that's you know that's at the moment the 3ds. I'm more excited about having because this, this is such a similar situation to what happened when the DS was announced and everyone thought it was absolutely insane, and then the PSP got announced. Everyone thought that was the most amazing thing yep. ever, and then they obviously both came out. I got a PSP first. I didn't get a DS first of all, and then within months I was bored of my PSP. My DS I still play on a daily basis. I love it. Yeah, and I can see a similar kind of situation happening here. Um. Yeah, but I. I Having still not played 3DS, I'm still not convinced. It, it's all about the games, ultimately. And um, at the moment, obviously, even Nintendo have shown a bunch of old games on, running on 3DS, and that's what they've done here. Until they show new stuff off, it's like, well, I'll kind of reserve judgment. But yeah, about on par at the moment. What about you? Not that excited by it. I've never been excited by PSPs. I, they've, they've never really done it for me at all. Tom? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I did the same. I had a PSP as soon as it came out, and it, yeah. it it lasted a couple of months, and then it just went back in a drawer. And I'm still not really rooted out. I'm using my housemate's one now because he's got the smaller version. But um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I was excited about 3DS, and then again, I'm not 100 percent sure I'll get one day one now. No, I no, can't see I'll be getting one of these day one unless they announce something incredible. Yeah, mm. it's just it's not it's just a more powerful PSP, and I don't play my PSP. So what am I going to get out of there? The only positive I can think that obviously PSP2, or sorry, NGP not coming out to the end of the year is that we know that devs have had their dev kits for ages because there have been pictures circulating for, for months. So hopefully the launch lineup should be pretty goddamn strong. Yeah, it'll be stronger than the, the, the 3DS's launch yeah. lineup is, is frankly pitiful. So yeah. it should be stronger than that. Um, but yeah, until an official price comes out, don't know. So anyway, listeners, what do you think about the NGP? You should let us know. You can email us at IGNUKfeedback uh, at IGN.com. And check out the uh, NGP Roundup video on the site as well. You can we do that. We had a couple of people in uh, to talk about it. Yeah. See, uh, see their reactions. Absolutely. Um, or you can reach out to us on our Twitter. Yeah, twitter.com forward slash team IGN UK. If you send us a direct message on there, we'll pick that up in feedback, which a lot of people have been doing. So that's that's quite a good thing to do. Yeah. Or join us on Facebook at 
facebook.com forward slash team IGN UK moving on to this week's releases Tom uh, anything interesting at the cinemas yeah there's a few things coming out this week Uh, Brighton Rock the remake of the uh, is it 1960s film I guess 1940s is it really that old right okay Dickie Attenborough all right, well, it's an updated version of Brighton Rock, the Graham Greene novel. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's mods and rock. Because well, they're adamant around. that uh, it's not a remake of the of the Bolton Brothers. Is it the Bolton Brothers? Is that who, the original? I think film? so. Yeah. Hey, uh, but um, and saying it's an adaptation of the book, but uh, it did you does... see it? I thought you were going to see it. No, I've read the sight and sound synopsis of it. Um, so, <laughs> so I know they still. They... It's about as long as the film, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and they all the big tricks and the famous ending of the film has been stolen. Well, hang on. So the famous ending of the original film or the yeah. ending of the books is different? Uh, they've taken the ending of the film, not the book. Oh. Yeah, which seems a bit... But they're not, they're not remaking the film. That's, that's yeah. stupid. Anyway, it's, it looks interesting because it that's, updates it to the 60s. Yeah, it's got Sam Riley and it's yeah. a British film. Could be, should be quite good. The Fighter is also out this coming Friday, uh, which is um, Christian Bale and um, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It's up for a lot of Oscar nominations and BAFTA and all that sort of stuff. So People who want good. an indication of what to expect from the Uncharted movie might want to have a look at it yeah, as well. Yeah, David O. Russell's directing it. So yeah, he's. Um, if you want to check that out. Um, Let's so hope it's as good as I Heart Huckabee's. Oh God, that is probably one of the. Yeah, I had to turn that off. I hated it. Yeah, but it's not a comedy. It's more. It sounds like a bit like a the wrestler slash mm. Rocky sort of type thing. So I'm going to go see that next week. So I'll let you know next week. Uh, and then James Cameron's Sanctum 3D is out. Using, it says James Cameron's. Yeah, he's, he's not pro- directed. He's it. produced it. Yeah. yeah, and it's been using the cameras that he developed, the 3D cameras that he developed to shoot Titanic 3D. And he's got, I think, three underwater movies coming out, and this is one of them. He is obsessed with that stuff. Isn't with he? underwater 3D, yeah. yeah, absolutely obsessed. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming out again. I haven't seen that yet, but um, uh, it looks all right. I think I think it might be an enjoyable movie. So I saw I'm a trailer actually, and thought, and then actually, it did look the 3D did look really impressive. Yeah, it? I mean, I haven't seen a really good 3D movie for ages, so mm. I'm definitely going to check that out because when the 3D works properly and it's been it's done great. properly, it looks great. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen the 3D trailer. I've just seen the trailer, and yeah. I thought the film itself looked a bit average. No, yeah. I think I thought the film looked right as well. But with this, uh, I saw it in the cinema with the 3D trailer, and right. just the, the 3D looked really, really, really well done. Did you yeah. see the? Um, the 3D IMAX underwater movie. New. It was really good. I can't think what it was called now, but it was it was Omnimax, which is the one where it's got a big curved yeah. dome above you, and they project up, and then you sit back, like you really lie back with the glasses on. It's in um, Futuroscope in in France. They've got this. They've got loads of these different IMAX places called uh, yeah Futuroscope, the um, theme park of the moving image or something. And it was amazing because it it just felt so immersive right. because it because it's IMAX and you, and it's also because it was this dome yeah so wherever no, you look like, um, this is like years ago Alton Towers used to have those big kind of cinemas that you'd go into and mm. sit down there and watch stuff in 3D and I'm sure it's not stereoscopic 3D or whatever but that's where I remember seeing 3D for the first time or you know the big kind of uh, roller coaster rides where you used yeah. to sit yeah. there and it, yeah. it literally filled up your whole vision it was like being on a roller coaster yeah uh, why, why is there not more of that I, I don't know. No. <laughs> Maybe we should have a trip to Alton Towers and see if it's still there. We should do the podcast while we're on one of the roller coasters. Definitely. Do yeah. the links. Yeah. Time for email. I don't like roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll finish this week's podcast uh, with listener feedback. I As believe. always. I have the first piece of feedback from Sumi. He wonders, uh, do we play Minecraft or do we even know what it is? Lol. <laughs> I liked your po- podcast, your the tweet voice last week. Oh, thanks, I was man. very impressed with that. That was that was good. I, I don't know why he's popped a lol in there, but uh, do we know what Minecraft? Maybe he means is? lots we, of love. 
Maybe it yeah, does. Probably yeah, probably yeah. You've played Minecraft, haven't you, Martin? Yes, I have played Minecraft. What is Minecraft, Martin? It's like a crazy invention uh, of, of excellence. Just It's um, an indie PC game, uh, which has only just come out of beta. It's done, uh, done really, really well. You can construct your own worlds within it. Uh, it's got like pixel art graphics, first person. It's hard to describe because it's basically anything you want it to be. There is a basic game in there where it's just a game of survival in which you've just got to try and build a house and uh, and stay alive. But outside of that, there's lots of um, user-generated content. Alive? What's not getting killed by the monsters. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, right. Well, apparently, if you, you play it on monsters. your own servers, you can play it, so it's just a free open-world type yeah. thing, and you don't have to worry about survival mm. monsters or anything like that. I so haven't played like anyway near as much as I'd like to. But right. it's, yeah, it, There's a guy who's built the whole USS Enterprise, isn't there, from the blocks in done all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff. Someone, uh, it's, the most recent one is someone's just recreated a Halo map in there. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Why? Because you can. Yeah. Right? But it's the big indie hit of last year, isn't it? Yeah. But is it over now? Do we think it's gone past the point of people no, being interested in People are still playing and people are still creating stuff in it and yeah. every day new creations pop up in it. And so, like, so if I went in and created the IGN UK office, is that then open for you to go in and wander around? Oh, madam, I haven't played as much as I'd like to, so I don't know about sharing content on there. Well, uh, Sumi, you should let us know um, why, because he says that he absolutely loves it, would recommend it. 100%. We should get a server up and running. We should try and but, um, get, get our own place up and running for yeah. IGN uh, readers. We can do it because we can all get it up and running at work here. Yeah, definitely. We should definitely look into doing that. Yeah. So, well, uh, on your recommendation, Sumi, we will uh, set up a Minecraft server and we'll throw out the details as soon as it's set up. Don't I think know, we should don't maybe might. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might do that. Yeah. I'm going to do it this lunchtime. I've got one, uh, some feedback from Matt Taylor, um, who asked if we'd seen the recent trailer for Dead Space 2. Anybody seen? I watched that? it just before we came in. Yeah, it's, so it's your mum hates Dead Space yeah, 2. Yeah, your mum. And so it's uh, various mothers were sat down in front of Dead Space 2's more violent and gory moments, and their reactions were filmed. And they're sort of wincing away. Wincing and saying, why would anyone want to play this sick filth? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an alright idea. It's kind of very, it, it seems like a kind of advertising campaign that belongs in the 90s though. Yeah, yeah. it seems a bit um, passe. Regre- it? it seems quite regressive as well, yeah. I think. There's that one of George Clooney watching Two Girls, One Cup, isn't there? Have you seen that? <laughs> it's just a video of George Clooney watching Two Girls, One Cup. Is you that don't an see- advert for Two no, Girls, One Cup? No. It's, it's one just of George Clooney well. hates Is there Two one Girls, One Cup. Doing? No, Kermit, not oh, Kermit. Kermit. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's some concerns that Matt Easy Taylor's confused. got as well. He says, uh, as a medium, sometimes struggling to get herself taken seriously. How do mass marketing strategies like this make us feel? Um, you think it's us being stereotyped and pigeonholed or just a bit of lighthearted fun? I think it's, it is slightly sensationalising, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I don't know. So this is an official trailer that EA is Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, the website is your mum hates something.com, oh, I think. It is a bit of fun, but it also is just a bit... It's childish. Childish, yeah. Especially when they're trying to push Dead Space 2 is this work of, not a work of high art, it's just trashy sci-fi horror. Mm. But um, I also, I must admit, I didn't look at it and go, ooh, that's horrendous or anything like that. There's no moments in the game that I've seen so far to make me kind of think. Oh, that's because you're numb. Was. Yeah, I am. It takes a lot to get you off these days. I'm dead inside. Oh. Well, it's kind of like we, the thing we always say about games nowadays, feeling that they have to be gritty and like edgy. And it's just another example of that going, mm. oh yeah, look at us, aren't we scary? And it's a bit, a little bit silly. Yeah. 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 Jordan Midler's written in. Hey, guys. Can I ask if that was Dan on Pleasure and Pain with Michael Mosley? <laughs> no, you yes, can't. it was, Jordan. Yes, it was. Yeah, there's a, um, a screen cap of that on Team IGN UK Facebook. 
Uh, so if anyone missed it, yeah. he was Dan was on TV. And it's not the, not the first time regular podcast listeners will no. recognise, yeah. He seems to flaunt himself everywhere apart from on this podcast. Funny that. But yeah, funny that. He's um, a lazy bastard, isn't he? He is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, I think basically what happens is he gets stopped in the streets because he's got big muscles by the women mm, and yeah. they say, will you be on TV? And he goes, of course I will. <laughs> I'll do that what for is, you, love. What is Pleasure and Pain with Michael Mosley anyway? It was like a documentary about Pleasure and Pain. It right. was actually quite an interesting documentary yeah. until Dan popped and went, I like going to the gym. Uh, I, I like lifting weights uh, so I'm attractive to girls. This isn't fair. Dan's not here to defend himself. <laughs> No. Sorry, yeah, Dan. fuck him. He's not here to defend himself. That's what we like. Dan, if you're him. listening to this, write in and let us know what you think. Yeah. You mag. <laughs> you spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, got carried away there. Uh, I've got uh, an email from uh, Matt Byrne who says, Are IGN looking for jobs? Um, well, I certainly am. Yeah. <laughs> 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 very personal question but yes are you, are you looking for a job yeah oh yeah yeah I'm looking for a job too now I, I'm hand guessing job. Martin I'm you, you didn't say that job. with a smile either you no, just said yeah just like I am, I'm looking for a job yeah. I'm guessing uh, Matt Byrne means are we looking for people have we got any vacancies going um, obviously if you uh, follow the site and uh, this podcast you'll know about Game Changer which is our nationwide hunt for a writer and for a uh, yeah, presenter that actually closes on 31st of January <gasps> which is in three days time so so uh, if you do want to be in a chance for representing IGN, mm. then get in touch. Uh, you go to gamechanger.ign.com and that's where all the information do. sits. All the stuff is there. So yeah, if you're a presenter, present, uh, sorry, drop us a 30 second video of you doing your thing on camera. If you're a writer, 250 of your finest words. And don't forget if, if you're self-employed, pay your tax by the 31st of January as well. And don't, 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 <laughs> two things you've got to do there, kids. Don't yeah. just send your finest words either. Actually string it into yeah, a sentence. Yeah, don't just... Actually, I would like that. Someone just sent 250 of their favourite words in, yeah, in order of preference. Nice. I would actually... What would be your favourite word? Oh, I'm not sure. It's probably something like... I like onomatopoeia. Do you? The first word that popped into my head was cunnilingus. My, my, see, my first was <laughs> quip. My, my first one was quip. Was it? Quip. There's a theme going on this. What was the first word that popped into your head? It was lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh well, that's a podcast topic. What's your favourite word? <laughs> yeah, ever? First, literally the first word that popped into my head. Um, Scotch, uh, Scott. Oh fuck! Start that again. Scott Kirchhofer uh, wrote in. He said, uh, "I just want to tell you guys that I recently started listening to your podcast, and it's fucking hilarious. Yay! I love all the topics you discuss, and your jokes slash banter crash crack me up big time." So there you go. He's a huge fan and will listen to you closely now. He's, uh, yeah, he will follow us closely now. Not literally, though. I'm not stalking you or anything. He's very innocent. I'm just a regular fan. (laughs) Take care and keep up the good work. Thanks for your concern, Scott. And yeah, keep on listening. Thanks for the support. Thanks, man. I have got some uh, feedback. Actually, I say feedback. It is a long and winding tale. And because of that, I think the best person suited to read this out would be Stuart. It's a lovely tale about bee things. Oh, brilliant. Can I uh, just, pre- if you might want to quickly prep and read that story. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll just tell you my quick story about bee stings. I saw you talking about it last week. Um, when I was a kid, I would probably say about 10 or 11, me and my cousin went down on our bikes down to the bottom of our village and there was a uh, sugar beet uh, 
pad where mm-hmm. they used to call them, where they pile the sugar beet up yeah. and it had um, hay bales piled up around it so me and my cousin climbed up the hay bales pushed one off little did we know there was a wasp nest inside it <laughs> and I got stung probably about 50 times by wasps oh. and I was pulling wasps out of my oh. hair and all sorts of stuff and uh, yeah, it was like that scene from My Girl how much does I've never been stung by wasp or a bee how much does it hurt oh it hurts like, yeah, you've it hurts. never been stung no. bee, bee stings are worse than wasp stings though apparently I had a I was having a running race with my brother and I got stung in the neck. <laughs> oh, right in the neck. And then I got stung on the finger, but the little bastard on my little finger was clinging on, stung me, and I was shaking it, it wouldn't come off. And oh. I was like, Oh Which is it it's bees that sting once and wasps that keep stinging, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Wasps are evil fuckers. Mm. Yeah, they just don't have any point either, do they? Yeah, no. Not like they don't make honey or anything, they're they just make, nasty. They make mustard. What? what? Bees make honey and wasps make mustard. <laughs> What? Did you not know that? <laughs> don't, don't, don't spiders make chutney? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's That's I love mustard. It's, it's an old Eddie Izzard sketch, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, uh, my jam. So that's my wasp story. Uh, John right. Baker, bee stings is the subject. Hello, Podfathers. Listening to the story of the bee sting on the slide in the last pod reminded me of a similar event in my childhood. Playing in a paddling pool as a small child with a friend... Not like that, he says. I noticed a bee circling the pool, making it impossible for us to flee. One bee. (laughs) Bee patrol. How fast was that circling? I decided the best course of action would be to scare the bee off by splashing water at it. Now, this did little but antagonise the bee, and he narrowed the arc of his lap in preparation for the attack. (laughs) Like a flight path. (laughs) In the blink of an eye, survival instinct kicked in, and I thought... Sold this for a game of domination and hot-footed out of the pool and into the house, firmly closing the kitchen door behind me. It was only when silence fell and the cries began that I remembered my pal in the pool. I still wouldn't open the door to let him in the house, though, in case the bee was still hanging around. (laughs) Suffice to say, we weren't friends much longer. He was left traumatised, and to this day, I've managed 28 years of this life without a bee sting. Really? Darwin was right. I love it when you read a story. It's good, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Can you tuck him in one night and read me a bedtime story? That'd be lovely. (laughs) His mate didn't even get stung, or we don't know if he got stung. I think he's been a big pussy, his mate. But like my missus, if there are bees or wasps around, goes absolutely mental. She starts waving mm. her hand yeah. around, <laughs> going, "Get ah, away from me!" And just like, just calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an irrational fear of them as well because I've never been stung. I just always, I'm just, I just, don't, I don't know how much it's going to hurt. Oh, so imagine I just being think, stung in the throat. Uh, so you don't. So you might be one of those people that'll be stung once and just die. Yeah. Oh. Could be. Let's get some bees in. We'll do a test. <laughs> like Macaulay Culkin in that films. Yeah, yeah um, my girl. I've got a some feedback from Ron Brower uh, relating to Ron Brower. Ron Brower. Uh, relating to my little beastling story uh, <laughs> last week. Um, he said his aunt and uncle used to call him, his brother and him, little beastlings <laughs> when he was a kid. Um, That's quite offensive. So basically translate as uh, you, you little pair tits. Of tiny tits. <laughs> pair of tits. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> little, little boobies. Uh, so we, we, I've just ruined a large part of his childhood. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Ron. Can I just pull you up on that as well? Um, what's the face doesn't have tiny bee stings and no, they're halfway. massive aren't they they're quite yeah. sizable like if you see I'd um, say they're, they're a decent size yeah. not massive, not massive okay. but they're, they're admirable they're not yeah. others are they no 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 but yeah, if you've seen Breakback Mountain, you'll have seen Is this offensive? Are we going to get sacked? <laughs> we don't have any women here, so... Oh, that's all right, then. Yeah. My girlfriend started listening to the podcast. Oh, fuck. I don't think I've ever seen a woman before. That's fine. <laughs> sorry, Lucy. Yeah, sorry. As long as you don't... No, let's not even go there. <laughs> hey, kids, let's head over to Pie GN Corner. 
Uh, ah. Can I just say one more thing on, on the subject of boobs? Hey, kids, hang on. We're not heading over to PyGen Corner just, well, just that. Someone, it was either a, a tweet or, or uh, an email, and someone said Womble Noses. Which I was <laughs> yeah, that's funny. good. <laughs> I didn't know what that was in reference to, but now I get it. Right, now I get it. Wow. So, yeah, Womble Noses. Depends on the boob, really, though, doesn't it? If it's one of those kind of conical-shaped ones, yeah. it's, yeah, I, I could but imagine another it. Another good phrase is spaniels ears for yeah. floppy ones. Yeah. <laughs> we try and redress the balance a bit by talking about men's boobs? I, I would say we talk about men's genitalia. More. Quite a lot. Yeah. So this is redressing the balance. Oh, there okay. was, I'm um, going to keep it in check, I think. I think if someone could actually count the references of male genitalia compared to the references to, male, uh, to uh, female boobies. What, in this particular podcast? or Throughout the entire, for every other 69 podcast previous to that, and then we can have a tally. That is a hell of a challenge. <laughs> we can have a little counter on the site, actually. When I was a kid, there was a lad near us that apparently had a pyramid cock that was, like, really wide at the top and then points at the end. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> wide at the top? I don't. Yeah, like that. Uh, what, so it new, came out like that, and oh, it's just like a pyramid. Not, not an inverted pyramid. <laughs> That'd just be weird. Right. Like a walnut whip. Like a walnut whip, yeah. With yeah. A- <laughs> If you've got a nut on the end, that's definitely wrong. Uh, Does that redress the balance? <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I'm happy now. We can move on. All right. right, let's head back to PyGN Corner. Bernard Harris has written to us. Hi, my name's Bernard. He says. Well, we know that because I've already said he's called Bernard. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. In so the I think United you States. might find it's Bernard. Bernard. I expect Bernard. You're right. It could be Bernard. Um, I don't know how he'd let us know. I suppose he'd have to email us in. Telling us if it was Bernard. How would that work? Um, I'd just read his email. Out yeah. I love the podcast, says Bernard, stroke Bernard. You guys are fucking hilarious, and the UK-isms are epic. Bellend is the funniest description of a dickhead I've ever <laughs> heard. Just the word bellend is yeah, funny. Brilliant, bellend. Sorry. Do you know what his second favourite uh, saying for, for dickhead is? Martin Robinson. Mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Mushroom top. I like that. That's mushroom nice. Top. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounds like your friend had a mushroom top. A pyramid cup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Martin's in America this week, and I'm sad to say he'll find no American pies other than dessert pies. The only meat pies we have are chicken pot pies or the lesser beef pot pie. I'm insanely jealous of your UK pie selection because they sound fucking delicious. Scotch pie with mac and cheese is the heart attack I'm willing to have. Anyways, awesome podcast. Thanks for keeping my workdays interesting. Goodbye, Bye. he says. And then he writes in again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I accidentally said Martin was going to be in America, and I totally meant Tom. Anyways, you guys rock. Apparently just not enough for me to remember who's who. Ah. I was going to say, I didn't think you were going to America. I didn't think I was going to. I was quite, quite, yeah. got quite excited then. I thought I was going out to the US. <laughs> on, a, on a pie vacation. Hmm. Talking of pies, I believe yeah. we have maybe an Easter egg to drop in at the end of the podcast. I think so, yes. For our listeners. So yeah. keep listening after the credits for some interesting pie noises. Pie, pie finalia. <laughs> pie finalia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so John Lloyd, Lo- moving over to, from uh, Pie Corner to John Lloyd cor- Corner, he's written in again. Uh, he says, "I don't want to turn this into something too perverted, but if you can find any Brazilians' bums that are better than Pixie Lots or Rachel Riley's, I'd like to see those." Who's Rachel Riley? Countdown. What is that dance that um, our colleague Drew was oh showing us earlier this week? There's a new dance craze sweep in Brazil. 
Oh mm. my god! You need to see this. It's Very retarded. B- bottom-based dancing. Basically, a guy sits down, and he's uh, the woman straddles him, and so she has her bum in his face. Yeah. And so she's on all fours, yeah. and then she just bashes the man's face with her bum. Right. Just it's quite a, violently, it's a, it's a, isn't it? It's a rhythmic collision between face and bum that goes on mm-hmm. for quite some time. I think we need to some, do some sort of after effects to put Tilly in the video. Like the I don't know. Or something <laughs> like I don't that. know. Well, maybe we'll post do it on aspects. Facebook. It has yeah. a name, but we should post it on Facebook, yeah. 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 Why? What do you mean? Why, why would you do that? Well, why would you post the link? Some... No, 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 no. But like, Oh, why would you want that? Yeah. Well, I imagine Tilly would very much like to be the male participant. He's a, he's a, he's a bum guy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's a batty boy, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> but that's surely the kind of thing that you wouldn't do out in clubs. I'm <laughs> just sitting wow. there having a pint and someone sticks an arse in your face. It's like, excuse me, I'm having a drink. Yeah. I've got a horrible, horrible image now of Chris on all fours going around oh, a dance don't, floor. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, honestly, you don't want your mind to go in that in direction. In a dog collar. Yeah, yeah. He is. Being suffocated oh. by a pair of enormous cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking trumps out of her bottom. Oh! oh. <laughs> 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 is that the sound of an inverter? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, death by Butok. Anyway. <laughs> so John Lloyd has sent links uh, to pictures of these people's bottoms. I haven't clicked on them yet. So thanks, yeah. John Lloyd. I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, that's that's it for this posterior-based podcast, I guess, <laughs> uh, with a nice balance of fem- female and male. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> it was a hand movement as well. Female and male genitalia. So, yeah, you that's can't accuse us of being sexist, can you? No. We're <laughs> equally balanced. Yeah, we're yeah. tops and bottoms. We're inclusive. <laughs> we don't want anyone to feel as though they've been missed out. So if you've got a funny pair of balls or something like that... <laughs> I <laughs> will mention you on it. Or neither. So. Or neither. Yeah. Or, 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 or no, no balls. balls. Yeah, neither. Yeah. If you've got uh, the, one ball, the one in between. What's it called? Uh, if you're an hermaphrodite, yeah, send, okay. send us yeah. photos of your of your genitalia. <laughs> no, no, no. Please do not do that. Talking of which, can I just add one more thing? Has anyone signed up to Groupon emails? Mm, not yet. No. No. So you, with Groupon, you get sent these special offers for things that are selling for a. a uh, cheaper so I got sent an uh, email today so I could get a vajazzle for 25 quid so <laughs> should we go down and get the IGN logo <laughs> let's get pictures up on the podcast <laughs> oh my god that really is an image that I cannot get out of my head but that's it for this week's podcast uh, we hope you enjoyed listening and uh, we will see you same time next week thank you very much bye, bye. And now, meet the star of our show. Symbol of a treat that quality made famous. America's most famous ice cream treat. Eskimo pie. Creamy, delicious ice cream made even more exciting with smooth, rich chocolate coating. And wearing the label of quality known the world over. Eskimo pie. The treat you know is tops because it carries its pledge of quality right on the back of the bag. Be sure you save the bags for valuable premiums. Get famous Eskimo pie at our refreshment stand now. It's America's anytime taste treat. Finest ice cream, finest chocolate. It's delicious.